0: Growing up, there were no baby carrots. There weren't. I was born in 1981. My earliest memories of carrots, big ones. You had to cut them into the shapes you wanted to eat them. And I don't remember everybody having access to hummus at all times to dip those non baby carrots into some tasty hummus. Now you just go to Trader Joe's, there's 30 types of hummus, and there's baby carrots that are now in multicolored packs. You get baby carrots that are purple. Have you seen these? They're amazing. They're so good. They're candy-like. These baby carrots, they come in, of course, orange, but yellow, purple, clear. They now have clear carrots. And you get your artisan hummus. Any flavor of hummus you want. And if I put that on the table, my little girl figures, oh, I love carrots. She thinks she loves carrots. No, you don't. Carrots. Carrots. When I was young, when I was two and a half, boring. You had to force feed them. Now she gets purple carrots, tasty little yellow carrots, clear carrots, baby carrots. Honestly, I don't have any memories of baby carrots until I was in college. So I Googled it. Who invented baby carrots? When did baby carrots come out? When did baby carrots drop? Mid 80s, a California farmer. He said, I grow too many ugly carrots. Got to change the shape. And then he changed the game. You ready for this stat? 70% of all carrot sales today, baby. You think I'm fucking with you? Why would I mess with you right now? With everything that's going on in the world, why would I mess with you about this very important topic? If baby carrots were around when I was little, of course there would be no problem getting vegetables into me. No problem. And it's safe to say that if you have followed me this far on that rant, you probably don't give a shit. I think that's safe to say. But it got me thinking. It got me thinking about the 80s. Some California farmer invents baby carrots and then, boom, the world is different. The 80s. Do you remember things that you heard? Now I went to elementary school in the 80s, but things that you heard just on the playground from friends? Think about all the things you learned My friend Micah once told me, if you fill a glass of water to the top, that's called density. I remember this. We were like seven or eight years old and he just filled a glass of water all the way to the top and looked at me very seriously in the eyes and said, Josh, that's density. And I had never heard the word density. And I felt like, whoa, Micah knows science. And then once we were in the back of Micah's dad's convertible, he had a convertible and he was blasting Mariah Carey and we were all very impressed with the way Mariah Carey sang back then. She would hit all sorts of notes we had never heard before. And Micah and I were in the backseat of a convertible on a windy day, and he would fly into me. No seatbelts. He would just slam right into me, and then he would say to me, that's called centrifugal force. And I didn't really understand that word. Centrifugal force? And he'd say, yeah, that's centrifugal force. And that memory involves a convertible, Mariah Carey, and a scientific term that I didn't know much about. You remember people in the 80s or whenever you were in elementary school would tell you if a bee stings you, then it dies. Like a bee must really want to sting you because after it stings you, it dies. Like that's a kamikaze mission for a bee. Is that true? I don't know. The amount of things you hear when you're a little kid that stay with you, it just stays with you. And back then you weren't Googling things on the schoolyard at Dixie Elementary. We don't call it Dixie anymore. We call it Lucas Valley Elementary. If you took too long at the water fountain, somebody in line would say, save some for the fish. Do you remember this? Anybody? You remember that. If you took too long at the water fountain, somebody in that line was going to scream, whoa, save some for the fish. There was always a sweaty guy who was playing kickball for about an hour and he needed a big water break holding up the line. It wasn't clever to say, save some for the fish. And it didn't make any sense, but we all heard it, right? Just me? Okay. Even the brands in my house. The brands in my house. If you had an Esprit shirt, do you remember the brand Esprit? E-S-P-R-I-T? Esprit was like gold. It was like a treasure to own any Esprit clothing that meant, oh shit, you're fancy. Vidal Sassoon? I don't even know if Vidal Sassoon is still at the grocery store, but Vidal Sassoon was so exotic I think maybe our family had it once. This shampoo, Vidal Sassoon. If we don't look good, you don't look good. If you had Vidal Sassoon in your hair, Esprit clothing, holy shit are you fancy. What about Faber-Castell for your pens and scissors and staplers? I remember one thing I did as a little, little kid, and this is cute, but I think a lot of people did it. I would wrap things around the house. I learned how to gift wrap. I knew how to cut wrapping paper and tape it, and package it, and hand it to a family member, and once my grandma Harriet was visiting from Pittsburgh, and I thought, you know something, I'm going to load her up with gifts. She came all the way from Pittsburgh to see us, so I wrapped all of my pens, and scissors, and staplers, and I wrapped my Faber-Castell hole punch, and I remember she unwrapped all of these gifts from her five-year-old grandson. Her reaction was so genuinely excited. She was an actress. She was a performer. My grandma definitely had that gene, performer. And as she was unwrapping my gifts, it was like I was giving her diamonds. (gasps) How did you know? A Faber-Castell stapler. If you've never heard of the brand Faber-Castell, there's a chance that it's a shitty brand. But in my head, because of my grandma's reaction, and because I think maybe my older sister told me this is top of the line I thought, oh my God, this is fancy. Now, all this stuff from Esprit de Vidal Sassoon to Faber-Castell, to this day, I don't know if it was very expensive, if it was really high-end stuff, but my memories of them are top shelf. Oh, top shelf. So to this day, it all stays with me. It all stays with me. You fill up water and you get too high to the brim, I'm thinking, that's density. Micah's right. And if you're in the back seat of a car without seatbelts, and the driver turns and you slam into somebody else, that might be centrifugal force. I don't know. And if by chance, today, I'm 38, I see somebody wearing Esprit, I immediately think they're very wealthy. And now I want to go to the grocery store and see if Vidal says soon. It's still something. Hey folks, welcome in. It's episode 106. Am I awake? I don't even know. Am I sleep talking? How delirious can we earthlings be? Don't you just feel like nature is throwing us around right now? The old, there's nothing you could do. Nature's just kicking the shit out of us. Nature is beating my balls off. And yet I still get out of bed, walk my dog, try to smile and wave at neighbors. Hi, how are you? Yeah, hang it in there. Exactly. Yes, indeed. Okay, have a good one. And back home. And you get back home and you go, what the hell's going on? I mean, sure, we can all adapt to the pandemic. But then they're going to sprinkle in some wildfires? hey, here's Hurricane Laura. There it is. Hey, mailboxes are missing. Yeah, we have shootings and protests. We have more shootings and protests. And then people are partying and spreading that COVID. Can you survive five minutes of the nightly news? Try tonight like a mechanical bull at a Tijuana bar. See how long you could stay on. Stay on the news. I don't think you could make it five minutes. Those anchors bringing you the news still to come. Wildfires, smoke in the sky. You shouldn't breathe it. Don't go outside. Being inside is depressing. Don't go outside. And still to come, Hurricane Laura causing people to evacuate. You're like, no, 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 no. There can't be that while we have this. There can't be the wildfires and the smoky skies while we have this. <gasps> oh, shootings, shootings. and in- with Oh, no, no, more shootings. Okay, so more protests. And yeah, more people upset. Okay, social media is about to erupt. And still to come, more mailboxes are missing. You go, no, 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 fuck. Mailboxes are missing? What dystopian world have I entered? And then another college has kids partying very hard. And an outbreak. 100 kids partying. There's just a freak train going on right now. At some college in the south. Some university right now as I'm speaking is having the biggest, fattest rager. And there's a sweaty freak train going on in the living room to an R. Kelly song. Maybe Drake. Maybe Snoop. I don't know what kids are listening to. I don't know. But they're all getting it and they don't give a shit. Because they treat it like a common cold. And that's all in the first three minutes of the nightly news. And I didn't even mention all that much about coronavirus because of all the other things going on. So that's the world I'm in right now. And that's when I decided to sit down after putting my little girl to sleep and said, I think it's time. I think it's time to just let her rip. Episode 106. Let's just let her rip about a bunch of shit going on. You know something? You do some chores or things around the house. If you're married right now, you know damn well you do some chores or things around the house. That your wife or husband can't stand, but they likely haven't even told you. That's love. Isn't this love? I mean, they do some things that drive you nuts. If you're married right now or you live with a boyfriend or girlfriend, that person drives you nuts with a few things they do around the house, right? Just a few things. And you don't even address it because that's love, right? You go, ah, I'm not going to fight that fight. Eh, you know, what? I'll let it slide. You've been saying this for years. I'll let it slide. They've been doing the same thing. They've been letting it slide but sometimes it comes out, right? Sometimes it comes out. Like I didn't realize that when I'm washing dishes or cooking or doing anything in the kitchen, that the dish rags never get hung back in place. Never. They just get wet. And then I throw them into clumps and piles on the counter. I bet I've been doing this for years. My wife finally brought it to my attention gently. And at first I was all defensive. Like, no, I don't. You do what? No, I don't do that. And then I realized, yes, yes, I do. I never hang the dish towels back where they need to be hung. So now I do. And I'm wondering how thin skinned am I? Don't I want her to tell me all the many things I do? Like what's love? What's love for her to tell me or not to tell me? And should I tell her? Probably not, right? Probably not. I, I don't think she's ever turned off the light when exiting the bathroom ever. I don't really fight that battle though. Because then I could just go and turn off the light and it's not a conversation. Will she listen to this podcast? Yeah, probably. And then we'll talk about it. But I mean, how does she, how does she put dishes in the dishwasher? Is everything horizontal, out of place? There's no pattern, no rhyme or reason to it. And then, you know, I go back and I'll do it. No, I'll do it. I'll do it in a way where we could actually put more dishes in here. It's fine. It's fine. This is every couple in the history of couples. This is every marriage in the history of Good old fashioned marriages, little things, little things. These aren't deal breakers. These are the opposite of deal breakers. Just the little things, little things you can't stand and they can't stand about you. And then in five years, 10 years, and 15 years, and 20 years, they'll let you know. And you go, whoa, have I always done it that way? And they'll just nod slowly. Yes, yes. You've always done it that way. Have I always taken off my shoes immediately in the walkway upon entrance and never put them away? Yes, you always do that. Yes, yes. That's love. That's love. I think every neighborhood is the same. I mean, you have different people, right? Different people in every neighborhood in the world. But I think it's the same in a few ways. I mean, different races, different ages, different ethnicities, different cultures. But I think it's the same in every neighborhood in the world. Let me explain. We all have a neighbor that we've never seen out of their home. They still have cars in the driveway, right? It's not like the house is all dilapidated and run down. Just a nice looking house. couple of cars, you've never seen them. You don't know who lives there. Of course, right? That's obvious. We all have that family. I don't know, that guy, that woman in our neighborhood. Nice house. Who lives there? Like you don't even know. Who lives there? Never, ever have seen a human walk in or out. And then we all have a neighbor who's always outside of their home working on stuff, right? Every neighborhood. You have that neighbor. He's just always kind of in his garage. The garage door is like half closed. He's always in the driveway banging on something or in the garage organizing something, just working on stuff every second of the day. Love them all. The people you never see, maybe they're on the exact opposite schedule as you and they think that about you. Like they look at your house and go, who lives there? They're never outside. Maybe. I guess that's far-fetched. But the guy who's always working on something or just, you know, organizing something in his garage, like light bulbs, bricks, pipes, crates. Who is that guy? Do you know him? He's probably kind of nice, right? He's kind of nice. I've got very like generic clothing, khakis, white t-shirt, gray hair. Who is that guy? We all have that guy in our neighborhood. Garage door, just halfway open. He's never been inside of his own home. Never. He just lives in the driveway to the first two feet of the garage. Then there's all types of different neighbors, but I think, like, these are characters that are in every neighborhood. We all have the neighbor who talks too much, right? We all have the neighbor that's not hi, hello, but the neighbor that wants to tell you everything. If you go, hey, how are you? They go, well... <laughs> You know, it's been interesting lately because, of course, with the time change, you know, my my body, my rhythms are a little off. And I I usually walk at 7 a.m. You go, shut the fuck up. And then we have people that are almost too cold and you want a little more out of them. You go, hey, how are you? And they go, good. What are you hiding? What are you hiding? Good. I don't know what I prefer. Who are we? Who are we to our neighbors? Who are we? Who are we? Actually, we just went on a walk recently. No dog. Just the daughter. And we let her bring her grocery cart full of stuffed animals and shoes and a backpack full of pine cones and mermaids. And some of our neighbors were so nice. They just kept asking her, hey, what's in the bag? What's in the cart? What's in the bag? And she just got to tell all of these neighbors, hey, here's what's going on in my bag. And here's what's going on in my grocery cart. And then in 15 years, she's going to have a kegger when my wife and I are away on vacation. And those neighbors are going to have to call the cops on her. And that's full circle that's what happens in life oh she's so cute how old is she what's her name 15 years later shut the fuck up okay enough with the loud rap music who is that girl who is that devil girl now it's oh my god she's so cute oh mermaids and pine cones that's terrific 15 years from now maybe 14 years from now giant kegger bass flowing out the windows it's gonna happen it's gonna happen You know what else happens in my neighborhood? A lot of sidewalk chalk. A lot of people. Now, these are the white suburbs. I hate to say that. I do. I honestly do wish there was more diversity, but I live in the suburbs. I mean, it's not all white. It's not all white, but I would say mainly white, yet a lot of sidewalk chalk. That says BLM, Black Lives Matter, Justice for George Floyd, and I like it. I really do. I'm not going to be cynical. With this next comment, this is just a thought. I'm not being negative because it really makes me smile. If I'm on a run and I see all the sidewalk chalk, say her name, all these great sayings to promote justice and liberty and equality, I like it. It genuinely makes me feel good that I live in a neighborhood where kids are drawing on sidewalks these uplifting messages to show that they care. But here's my but. But I hope it wasn't just a little summer art project for the white families. I hope it wasn't just a little summer art project without fully educating these kids of what is going on and what needs to change. So I have faith. I have faith that these white families that buy the sidewalk chalk and they like when the whole family starts drawing all these great messages. Black Lives Matter, justice, equality, and it makes me feel good. But I hope it wasn't just a little art project. I know I sound cynical. I know it. I know a little skeptical. All right, then it's just just going to all go away. Or are we actually teaching kids about what has gone wrong? And have we taught them that that's why this suburb is so white? So many cultures separated in different neighborhoods? Institutional segregation? It's the real estate game. It's the education game. It's the political game. It's the economic game. It's a lot of things that if you learn the history of why, why we are actually taking this colorful chalk and writing equality for all. I hope we're teaching and not just doing a nice little summer art project. That's all I'm saying. That's why I'm happy to be a teacher. You control your sphere. You can't totally change the world, but you could change enough of the world, a little sliver of the world, or you could at least educate people of why this is happening. When you turn on the news, the scary news, the nightly news, and you hear about more shootings more brutality and more protests and ugly things that are happening at these protests and the hateful things being screamed about. You know, where does this even come from? That's what has to be taught. It's not just, hey, write Black Lives Matter, good. No, use the green outline for the orange bee. Good, good. Okay, Skylar, now back inside for graham cracker time. It's graham cracker time. I realize I do sound cynical. I'm gonna give parents in this neighborhood credit that it's educational. It's educational. It's not just, Something to fill time between water beads and graham crackers. And if my daughter was old enough, I would definitely buy some sidewalk chalk. That's fun. That's fun. And would I want to write these uplifting messages for peace and racial justice? Yes. Would I also want to draw The Simpsons? Because I'm still very skilled when it comes to drawing The Simpsons. Yes, I would. And I hope it wouldn't diminish the value of the uplifting messages. Speaking of The Simpsons, have you seen the documentary about Apu on HBO? It's kind of amazing. Apu. Actually, I don't want to get too into that. I think just watch it. But a lot of young Indian people in this country hated Apu. Now, when I was a kid, I loved The Simpsons. Loved The Simpsons. Definitely my favorite show. You knew how impactful it was to everybody who was watching The Simpsons. But for Indian people who had no representation in pop culture, TV and movies, to think Apu was how white America was introduced to Indians running the Quickie Mart with the famous saying, thank you, come again. This documentary painted a different picture that I had never even thought about, but that's why I like documentaries. Make me think, make me think, make me think. And now there's more Indians in TV movies and pop culture. But at that point, Apu was actually way too influential in the negative direction. And that's the conversation. Well, isn't it just comedy? Isn't it just comedy where there's no boundaries, There's no rules. Typically, I kind of think that way, but this documentary had me thinking differently. Hank Azaria, Under Fire. Documentary about Apu. Hank Azaria, Under Fire. Watch it. You watch it. Were you just wondering what kind of music I like? Oh my God, I read your mind. That's weird. That's weird. You listen to all this bullshit, all this nonsense, and you're like, what kind of music is Josh into these days? That's sweet. I appreciate that. Um, I've had the realization... It's not quite a genre, a genery. It's not quite one category of music, but I'm into something. I'm into something. And then I had the epiphany. Oh, it's the type of music that when movie trailers start, like when you're at the theater and you have to sit through six or seven previews, it's the type of music that when a movie trailer, a preview will start, it's like that emotional or just something captivating about the intro Kind of folksy, kind of bluegrassy, but very sentimental. That's what I like. When I hear songs like that, I find the artist, usually somebody I've never heard of, and I just throw them onto a playlist. And I'm going to go through that playlist right now with you. Come along with me. I'm going to go through that playlist with you. And I want you to picture the movie. I'll help you just picture it. Well, just at the same time, try to picture as the song's playing. What movie? What movie does it make you think of? Some people just say, I like rock, or I like rap, or I like country, or I like metal. I say, I like, you know, movie trailers, and people go, okay, I wish I didn't ask you what kind of music you like, but let's try this. This summer, dare to find yourself. When I am old, old and gray. Get gray with us like you've never gotten before. on your way to the grave, from the makers of Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, What else, what else, what else, what else? This fall, take a journey you've never taken before. Learn about yourself in a deeper way. From the people that brought you Harry and the Hendersons and stake out with Richard Dreyfuss, It's Better Man. All right, what uh-huh. else? This summer, find a new way of thinking. It's time to go on an adventure for the soul. From the people that brought you Harry and the Hendersons, and Problem Child, and My Girl, and Hook, And total recall. Had the world in
1: office
0: job, a bank account, and a pretty wife. Friday would come. And an American tale. No. How about this? This summer, dare to dream again. Have a day unlike any other. From the mind of Steven Spielberg and the pen of Penny Marshall. Rest in peace Penny Marshall passed away recently by the way If you didn't know that from Laverne and Shirley it's a day unlike any other Harvey Keitel and Sean Penn team up for a movie that'll keep you laughing alright hold on I'm just going through this playlist just going through the playlist this winter escape to an island of fun from the people that brought you Little Miss Sunshine <laughs> the the bicycle bells, the dark had And oh, Harry, and, to the the was Harry was and the Hendersons Has anybody seen Harry and the Hendersons It was so good was And Parenthood It's time To find a new level of thinking The air up there goal. Kevin Bacon is back looking for another basketball player in Africa nope okay how about let's see how about this alright this summer explore the meaning of hope from the people that brought you Dick Tracy and the last of the Mohicans it's time to realize your capabilities. In a world where one person must solve science, Jake Gyllenhaal and his sister are, what's his sister's name, Maggie. Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal are siblings. I'd see that, siblings. All right, how about this? This summer, pull up a chair, without a care and relax into a new dimension of dignity. From the people that brought you forget Paris and that thing you do Tom Hanks is in it to win it. The story of a man who didn't believe in math or baths a nice song. Some of you are just listening because you know these are nice songs. All right, what about this? This spring, find the person you've been looking for. Always nope, I could do better. I could do better. This spring, dare to dream or dare to have another nightmare. This is a horror. The I want. Don't take Let the people I in your videos scare the shit out of you. I can explain that one I had an idea for a horror movie but I'll keep going I'll keep going this summer it's a chance to find a new perspective a viewpoint you you didn't think you were possible of attaining from the people that brought you Warriors that old movie Monster Squad you Cinema Paradiso Stir Crazy And The Last Boy Scout From the mind of Kenan Ivory Wayans Damon Wayans Kim Wayans Sean Wayans Marlon Wayans And Tommy Davidson It's Clamber out the mountains underneath the Sea. The movie is called Just The Sea. And, and it does not sound like a Wayans movie. Should we do a couple more? I think you could finally see the type of music I like. This winter, fight the urge to stay on the toilet all day. Fight the urge to stay in the bathroom and get out. To see some daylight for the first time all week. I can see you standing next to me you can do it in and out somewhere else right now from the producers stand, of Shallow Hal and the people that brought you Harry you and the dead. Hendersons, Close your eyes, along with the safe, makers of The Departed Jack Black like you've never seen him before In a role that will redefine space. It's an outer space movie with Jack Black. How about that? How about that? How about that? Yeah, I think I have to end this. I feel like my brain's on empty. Smoke has seeped through the windows. I don't really know what just happened, but I think if you need a song recommendation, I'm your guy. Things that make you feel something, and then you see the movie unfold in your head. And now, if you ever listen to music, I hope that's what happens. I hope that's what unfolds in your mind. Um, there's going to be no smooth exit on this one. I think I'm just going to tiptoe out of the room. I could say, hey, it's episode 106. It's in the books. I'll talk to you soon. I could say that. I could say all that. It's like a catchphrase. It's a good one. Maybe it's not. It's okay. I could do better. Uh, But this one, I think I'm just going to slowly tiptoe. I'm just going to let that Micah Julius song play. And then I'm going to fill a glass of water all the way to the brim. And what do we call that? Density.